Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox 12360. Featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now, your host, Sean Xbox Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox 12360, everyone. Hope you had a wonderful week. Um, anyways, night. What a wonderful smile you have on your face right now, Denise. I'm just going to put it away now. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at me waiting for, what are you going to say next? Well, uh, there's plenty to talk about, and uh, and I'm happy to have Joey Janela coming on in a little while to talk to us. The bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, I've known Joey for a while. I actually teamed with him uh, back in in Jersey, Hmm. and I can't remember the actual promotion. I think it might have been Game Changer Wrestling or something like that. Oh, wow. Or it might have been actually before they were Game Changer. They were Jersey Championship Wrestling. Okay. Not Jersey All-Pro, though. No. Okay. Different. Yeah. JCW, not to be confused with JCW. Not Juggalo Championship Wrestling. (laughs) So, anyways, yeah, looking forward to talking to Joey because Joey's made a hell of a name for himself uh, in an unconventional way in the industry. He's making, making his own way. And he can give us an update on what's going on with his knee. He's yeah. on the mend. It's going to be a long road, but hopefully it'll uh, be as quickly as yeah. possible. Yeah, you know, I watched the I watched the clip right that he, you know, he tweeted out uh, what happened, and man, that was brutal looking. Yeah, and so like when he came, and he's going to talk about it, you know, the prognosis and all that when he comes on. So I'll leave it that leave that for then. But there's plenty of other stuff to talk about. But hey, first. Um, uh, I got something I want to share with everyone. Mm-hmm. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? I am. Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. Check this out. They've got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so they work. Since they're chewable, they'll work faster than a pill. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And this stuff is cheaper than those other two. So this is a no-brainer, folks. And uh, I just have to, uh, full disclosure, uh, a cup, it's been about a month now since I started getting my blue chews. And uh, right on time, because I just entered, I just re-entered after two years, the dating scene. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and real quick, uh, so the first time, like, you know, the magic was supposed to happen, mm-hmm. it didn't. Like, okay. you know, <laughs> once I got down to, you know, like, I got stage fright. I'm not going to lie. And it was semi, it was kind of semi, kind <laughs> of embarrassing. And, uh, yeah, so. Uh, Happens to lots of guys, right? Well, I mean, it, 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 
apparently it does. It, but like, so I had to tell that I had to tell her. I swear to God, this never happened to me before. <laughs> I was like, and I bet you've never heard that one before. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, but people just don't like talking about. It. Guys have a problem talking about this shit, and uh, and I don't. And this stuff works really good. I took I took a couple. I chewed them up real quick, and uh, uh, you know, on short notice. Short notice. Anyways, <laughs> nothing short about this. Anyway, oh, wow. I could also say I use Blue Chew for the first time, and it's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, did you have his... And they don't taste bad, right? No, it tastes great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had a, a, I just wanted to try it out. I, I had a, a lady friend that was flying into town for the yeah. weekend, and I said, you know what? Why not? I had a Blue Chew, and uh, and it was fantastic. Couldn't nice. say enough about it. Yeah, and, yeah. and neither can I. So, so uh, uh, you know, just... Just take one every day, even just in case. And mm-hmm. uh, and you know, like if it's Cialis, Cialis actually, uh, I'm prescribed that because I'm an old man now, and it helps me with my prostate. So like, if you get the Cialis version of this, it'll actually help guys, older guys, with their prostate. That's too. important. That's my own. That wasn't part of the Bluetooth ad here. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, where was I? Let me pick uh, pick back up. Plus. You don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line because Blue Chew ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. And it doesn't. It gets there quick, too. There you go. Uh, Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code XPOC. Just pay $5 in shipping, which honestly, like, for, you know, can you put a price tag on on a night of uh, of pleasure, you no. sure can't. Well, uh, technically you can, but yeah, I know yeah. What you're saying. Well, you can, right? <laughs> Depending on who you're having it with. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, so so five dollars is is just. A small price to pay. And for any guys who are reluctant, I had never used anything like that before either. Yeah. It, it doesn't. I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? It's it, not anything weird at all. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, even if you, like, well, I don't need that. Even if you don't, why wouldn't you want to do that for your lady? There you go. Seriously. it. I mean, like, you'll get you'll get some extra length, some extra thickness. And, and you know, I'm pretty sure your lady will appreciate that. You don't even have to tell her. I didn't. You know? And if it's any ladies <laughs> out sure there. I sure didn't say anything. Any ladies out there listening to this, like, uh, encourage a man to go out there and order some Blue Chew, even if uh, he swears to God that he doesn't need it, because it'll really help you in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. It'll help your experience. And uh, again, that's bluechew.com and use the promo code XPAC. Yeah. X-P-A-C. And uh, we love Blue Chew. And they've been uh, great sponsors for, for a lot of stuff in our industry lately. And uh, and so thank you, Blue Chew. Absolutely. And thank you for helping me out in the bedroom. And while we're all, right. all amped up, let's get in to some UFC 229, Denise. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned amped up because I don't know anybody that was watching UFC 229 this weekend and not yelling at their TV screen after what they saw. Obviously, we saw Khabib take on Conor McGregor, which was from the start, the way that this was built up was, I mean, this couldn't be written. This was so good. It got so personal that it just kind of, I guess you can say, imploded in the end. It became pro wrestling. Exactly, but I guess okay. So let's break it down. So here's what happened at the. So obviously they went five rounds. Yeah, no, they went four. Sorry, excuse me, four. Khabib made Connor tap. All right. Yes. Now, 
that's something that people should be talking about, but they're not because of the aftermath of what happened. Now I will tell you. So within a few hours of this happening, I went on Twitter and already there was 1.82 million tweets about UFC 229 because Khabib jumped the cage and attacked Dylan Danis. And then pretty much what happened after that was a brawl yeah. where... Before, people just thought that two guys from Khabib's team then jumped Connor. But after that, there were some videos that came out where, in fact, Connor did get some punches in, wasn't as sure. innocent as people thought. Yeah. So the, the point is, there was this big giant brawl that broke out. Both guys' purses were hold for, held for a while, but now Connor is the only one that I believe that has been given his purse. But there's just so much drama that's unfolded. People were. People were outraged, and some other people thought that Khabib was justified in his actions. So I don't know. What did you guys think about this? I would not. I would never say that they were justified, but I will like from their from from their point of view. And I'm looking. I'm trying to look at the situation from everyone's point of view, right? Like not just you know who your favorite is, mm-hmm. and not justified. But I got to be honest, from like understandable actually no way shape or form justified but when you keep poking the bear and you talk shit about and 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 i and i've seen people's like you know uh well you can say anything you want about christianity you know but like uh, you know but how come you can't say it about my well they take it a little bit more seriously than we do mm-hmm. okay and understand that and if you start talking about someone's a Muslim rat or something from the out, you're going to and 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 just got finished four rounds uh, of fighting, the, you know, another guy that's that's at your level, right? Regardless mm-hmm. of if he competed at that level that night, Conor McGregor's right there, with, like with anyone, you know. So like you are worked up, like and and you know when you're. When you're in a fight, I don't know if you've ever been in a fight. Like, Not like that. No. But even just to uh, yes. fight on the street, like, you know how you feel, right? And, and Connor's the biggest star in the sport, yeah. so of course Khabib's going to be amped up. And just all the stuff, like, that led up to this, all the antics and all that. And, yeah, you can say, like, oh, you know, but this was this and that was that. But I'm just saying I understand how all this happened. And, and Brandon Schaub called it. He did. Brendan Shop called this. Like, I'm not going anywhere near that fight. I don't want to be anywhere near it because shit's going to go down. Wow. Yeah. So yes. now, do you think that maybe UFC mm-hmm. and Dana White have some partial to blame, considering that they used the incident with the dolly with Connor, which you know obviously did hurt some fighters? Yeah. Do you, they used it all of this as terms of a promotion, how they Absolutely. promoted the fight. But Khabib, like this was said, Khabib is a serious guy. To him, this wasn't a fight promotion. This yes. was serious. So now yeah. these are two guys that went into a fight, both with different mentalities. That's right. So you know, whereas Connor may have seen this as business. Khabib saw and took this as a personal situation. So now, do you think that the way that Dana White handled this and UFC handled this, do you think that there's some sort of to blame for the fact that this... They fostered this atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Sorry, like, and yes, and for money, and like, yes, it it drew a lot of money, obviously. And And I think you've mentioned this before. They're desperate for stars right now. So they did all the promotion they could, regardless of whether or not Khabib was going to do that. So, uh, yeah... Anyways, I, I I hear people going, oh, this is a work, and, you know, like, every, and, oh, it's just pro wrestling. No, it's different. It's different. No, none of this shit's planned. 
like they take advantage of situations after they happen and they exploit them. But it's way different than wrestling mm -hmm. in that regard. No one's writing this shit. Mm -hmm. You mentioned no. money. They did make $17 million at the gate, but Dana White has said that they did make over $2 million pay-per-view buys, which is in incredibly insane. Like People yeah. that weren't even MMA fans, like everybody was talking about what happened that night. Yeah. So now a lot of the other topics that people are bringing up is, do you think that Conor McGregor deserves a rematch against Khabib? Yes. Really, even though he tapped? So, so what? Yeah, it's you tap when you're in a submission hold to save from... <laughs> from breaking your yeah. jaw. He would have smashed his jaw yeah. so bad. Well, or, I mean, some people are going, oh, it wasn't even a submission hold, so maybe he just, f f what was done being, you know, he was over Well, some it. people are saying that he pretty much gave up. Well, I mean, that's what a, what a tap is, is giving up. But, like, from, and, and and you know, like, I've read things from analysts saying, oh, it wasn't even a hold. Let me put you in that. All right? Yeah. yeah. It's you basically know? a headlock, but instead of yes. being wrapped around his neck to choke him out, he's on his jaw. So it's like, I'm going to break your jaw sure, unless yes. you give up, basically. Yeah. And so. I think Connor made the right decision. And, and will that fight draw a huge gate? It will. So therefore, yes. Yeah. The funniest thing I've seen is all these, like, the next fight has to be in a cage, right? And they keep oh posting uh, like, Shana Baszler. Cell, like, over Shana it. Shana Baszler. Like, yeah. Like, Baszler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, um, yeah, she's trying to have fun with it. And then she's like, you know, look at all these MM. You know, MMA people getting upset at her. Yes. About it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, come on, man. Yeah. Well, all right. So next. All right. Well, let's, we are moving on. So there is, we finally have our main event for Wrestle Kingdom 13. And I honestly could not be more excited about it. It's going to be Kenny Omega take defending his title against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now we have had Kenny Omega on our show and he has talked about the sort of rivalry, the, the real rivalry that exists between both of them, mm -hmm. between Hiroshi. I think he said, what did he call it? A personal, uh, personal, sort of je like je career jealousy sure. I believe yeah. that's the words that Kenny Omega used on the show so now I, I am super hyped for this and one of the things that we want to show you guys here today is that at the Fighting Spirit Unleashed press conference I did ask Kenny Omega who do you want to face at Wrestle Kingdom Jay White or Hiroshi Tanahashi as we know he has this feud uh, this ongoing feud sort of with Hiroshi Tanahashi but Jay White right now is sort of being pushed to the moon by New Japan yeah. so who were the two guys and I guess we'll go ahead and play that clip yeah, let's see it. Kenny, who would you rather face at Wrestle Kingdom, Jay White or Hiroshi Tanahashi? You see, Jay White has beaten me, fair and square. He tricked me. He's a very talented and a very clever young man. But he hasn't reached his full potential. And until he has, that's when I don't have to rematch. And right now, I really have no beef with Jay. I respect what he's doing. He's trying to find himself. It took me 10 years in Japan to finally find myself. Now, maybe eight. <laughs> but Tanahashi, oh boy, that egomaniac. He thinks he understands wrestling. He thinks he is wrestling. He has all the answers. Yeah. He loves to take upon this holier than thou attitude. Tell everyone how it should be, how it is, and that he's the ace of the universe. Yes, you have an idea of what professional wrestling is, but that doesn't necessarily make you right. Mm. Winning that pushover of an A block doesn't make you right. Picking apart the bones of an injured Ibushi, of my injured Busan, that doesn't make you right, and that doesn't make you the best. In fact, that doesn't even give you the right to face the champion of Tokyo. 
You've got three months. But I really hope that you do live in that broken place. Because the Tokyo Dome, in front of 45,000 people, possibly more, and hundreds of thousands watching worldwide, it will be the greatest expose in New Japan professional wrestling history. I will show you just how much I have it up here and athletically more than you. I respect what you did 15 years ago, Tanahashi. But that's 15 years ago. No more living in the past. It's time to take a back seat. You're no longer the ace. You're no longer the best. You no longer even deserve to be in the event. You can be one of those dark match guys. Boom. You can be in the Jobber Battle Royal. You can be a <laughs> part of this team. We respect tradition. We respect history. But Tanahashi, you are definitely not at the Kenny Omega level, and you never will be. So defend that briefcase. Show me your professional wrestling ideologies at its finest. And I'm going to hit the fast forward button. And I'm going to take it up to 2019, January 4th, and show just how much the world has changed and how much I will change the world from here on in. So, yeah, that was definitely an incredible promo. What a promo for just, like, in a press conference, you don't know what you're going to be asked, and he just... Yeah, let me just pull this out of my ass real quick. Like, like, people people have written promos that are that good. And Tanahashi has openly criticized Omega style as well, so that's kind of going... It's It's interesting. It's interesting to listen to, or to not not listen, but read the translation of, of like, the things he say about uh, Kenny's wrestling. (laughs) <laughs> and comparing it to like you know like a Japanese movie or I forget how he was compared, but it was interesting comparison and like uh, you know just um, so I kind of figured that they were heading in this direction with all the little you know jabs are taken. I like the I like that way of doing things now. Yeah, you know I like it when we're not real sure if they're just professional you know jealousy and going at each other like. You know, or is this setting an angle up? Or like, I like that in wrestling these days. What were we talking about earlier? Oh, the Austin Aries thing. The Austin Aries Mm -hmm. thing. Like somebody was saying how like oh the internet flipped out about his tweet. Yeah, yeah, and like, and um, you know, people aren't. I don't know. People didn't know. Yeah, that he, he it was, was like they're they're forwarding a, an angle, right? That's what it was. Yeah, and, and, it's but just a really good job of it. And some people are caught up in and okay, it's a it's a real life mm-hmm. like thing. Like I mean, they're not talking about stupid like fictitious storyline. They're trying to make it a real, you know, like. They Real shit. You, they want you invested. Yeah. Yeah. Aries put a couple of trigger words in there, but people just looked at the trigger words and flipped out as opposed to the point he was making. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So. Well, going back to uh, Hiroshi and Kenny, the last time that they did wrestle each other was back in 2016, and uh-huh. Kenny wasn't a star at this point yet. So now the question asked, do you think that this match is probably going to that this match will be better than what he had with Okada, considering that Hiroshi Tanahashi is such a smart worker? And I know that they were also trying to make this uh, this uh, this match happen back in Dominion. This was supposed to be a ladder match, but then there, uh, Hiroshi yeah. had a shoulder injury, and then that didn't happen. Right. So now it's kind of like, oh, it's the thing that's finally going to happen. So yeah. is it going to be a ladder match at Wrestle Kingdom? No, no. I don't this like, was, the, I, I don't like the sound of a ladder match in the main event at uh, right. Tokyo Dome with you for New Japan. I don't like. It doesn't need it. You know, it's and it's even weird. Like, and I'm not saying like I I don't want to see 
different things in New Japan, but like it was just weird even seeing a ladder in a ring in a New Japan ring. You know, mm-hmm. I'm uh, but I'm definitely for them trying new things, and so like I'm just saying it was weird, mm-hmm. not wrong, not like that. Just, it was it was a little strange for me. So like I can imagine, you know, back in the day, like in 2002, it was more than strange for some people to see China in the New Japan ring. Right. Maybe that's way more strange, actually, considering the culture there. But I don't know why I went off on that. But I'm just saying. Well, you, you talk know, about trying new things yeah, and things being are, open to it. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of trying new things, I mean, Mac Weldon. Oh, yeah, Mac Weldon. They oh, have yes. incredible clothing that I know you wear all yeah. the time. Yes, I'm wearing a pair of their underwear now. There you go. Yeah, I don't have their socks on right now, though. Okay. Um, so I need to get some new socks. So, but yeah. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Oh, it says, talk about your shopping experience. You love your uh, Mac Weldon. Yes. All right. So, anyways, uh, I got my... I, I went on their website and I ordered I ordered the stuff and uh, and so I got some underwear I got some socks I got this really cool backpack uh, uh, for your laptop and you know it's got a charger built into it and everything and wow. uh, yeah it's just real high end stuff and and it comes it it gets there like I mean it wasn't there overnight but it was there the next day after that and uh, and I mean I just really really like the product. And you mentioned most comfy sweatpants you ever owned, right? Yeah, I was just wearing, I wore those to bed last night. Boom. But, uh, and I almost wore them here too. <laughs> I was just going to get out of bed and just come right here. And them. But yeah, Mac Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever, ever wear. Mm-hmm. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antromic Antimicrobial. That's it. Very important. To <laughs> that means that you know bacteria can't build up in them. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's exactly. I, I mean, kind of what that means, right? Absolutely. I'm, Wear them often. Oh. Anyways, yeah. Um, okay. It actually, even says it right there. It says which means they eliminate odor. There you go. <laughs> they want to. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. Not only does Mac Weldon's mm-hmm. underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. It's good for working out, going to work, going out on dates, just everyday life. Um, and uh, <clears throat> Mac Weldon has a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers. For, for 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code XPAC, X-P-A-C. That's MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code XPAC at checkout. Once again, that's MacWeldon.com. Enter promo code XPAC at checkout for 20% off your first order of the most comfortable clothing you'll wear. Mac Weldon has reached their definition of perfect, so go to MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code XPOC at the checkout 
to get 20% off your first order. Thanks again to Mac Weldon. Thank you, Mac Weldon, for being yes. super. And there was also a super showdown this past weekend. Denise, <laughs> yes, there from was. Australia. There was. So WWE had their first live event in Australia, WWE Super Showdown. For us, it was late, so most of us probably watched it afterwards. Yes. But there was a lot of, it was a very good, solid show of a lot of good highlights that happened. One of them, which was Buddy Murphy winning against Cedric Alexander in his hometown in, of Australia, which I don't know about you guys, but I feel that in this few, like these few minutes that yeah. he was on, Buddy Murphy essentially became a star here tonight. And I, I don't know what were you guys. And, and thoughts good for on this? him. First Australian to win a singles title in WWE as well. And you know he's had to change a lot about himself for coming from the tag team. Um, I assume he had to drop weight to get it under two hundred five. So good for him for for putting all the work in. And what a match. Hey, so are they really? Is that two hundred five thing a shoot? He he weighed in at two hundred three. They said okay. Right. And uh, and I'll have to say, Buddy Murphy has been working his his butt off both in two hundred five and NXT. They they call him the best kept secret, excuse me, for a reason. And this match helped show on on a bigger stage. But he's been killing it on two hundred five as yeah. of late. Ever since he changed the style to fit, he they call him the he's like a bruiser, one of the few powerhouses. But he still does he still takes to the air like we're seeing right now. Oh, his athleticism but is insane. Almost. Oh, unmatched. here you go. Almost Case in unmatched. point. Watch this, Sean. He, he, oh my goodness. Look out. And just right over. Oh his wow! Damn, yeah. His damn head. I mean. The- <laughs> yeah. No. That was. That was. He had some air. Sure did. And. and uh, no, but I like that. I've seen a bit of, of Buddy stuff, and I like that there can be a powerhouse in the cruiserweight division, you know. Uh, and I like the story of hey, you know, it's really hard to keep two hundred five and under. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he I, actually was supposed to have an opportunity for the championship a couple of months ago, but he he went over two hundred two hundred five pounds, and he had to wait until he made yeah. weight in order to compete again. Yeah, and I like that. That's cool. And I I like that they're taking you know. You know, doing things with, you know, the storylines and that, like that. Because those things are real things that we can feel, like we can see and go, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and so I, I had no idea that, that he was from uh, from Australia. I'm pretty sure he won a tryout, and that's why he's in W. He paid the $1,000 to do the tryout yeah. and just knocked it out of the park, had a great promo, mm-hmm. and they decided to hire him, and he's just... Killed it since then. There He's go. got this name and and actually the look to go along with it. That makes me go. Oh, he must be from the south. Okay. Yeah. The red hair, maybe. I don't know. Just Buddy Murphy. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Why don't you true. add a Lee in the middle of it? <laughs> that's and that a, will really be. You're absolutely right, Buddy Lee. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the cool things about this is that after this match, this was one of the most talked about matches on this card. And I feel that because of this match, I feel that they should no longer just be like, oh, the Cruiserweight guys, let's just always throw them in the pre-show. No, they earned like main card status, I think, after this match. Sure. And it makes it, it makes it that much more important. Yeah. Therefore, it'll make people care more. Well, when you well, you care about this guy, right? Yeah. Right. Obviously, we we care about this guy, uh, and when you care about the people in the cruiserweight division, then you care about the cruiserweight division, and it takes more than flippity flop, uh, you know, character. Yeah, it takes more than the moves. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the thing about it is, is there's a million guys that can do all that shit now, all of it. I mean, some obviously do it way better than others. Like, there's Ospreys and guys like that that no one can touch. But, like, then there's that next level down where just everyone's doing amazing shit. 
And so you you have to have all the in-between shit and the character and all that for people to care. Mm-hmm. It takes more, like, man, these days, like, it just takes a lot to impress people out there, you know? Like, the bar is raised so high. You have to be good at that other stuff. You have to be good at the character, the the the, the mic skills, the... The the in between the move stuff that I talk about, like sure, that's all that's all the most important stuff. And the main event had all of that, which yeah. I know all the fans want to hear you talk about Triple H, obviously, um, and Undertaker, and then everything that happened afterwards. But this match, it was long, but they told a story, and it was uh, it was I, I loved it. I don't know what are your thoughts. It was nice, yeah, yeah, it was nicely done, and I and, and um, it was long. They went you know, and they minutes. and they twenty seven. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I know because I th- there was a, an article about how it was one of the longer matches of 2018 as far as guys putting in time out there. Definitely. And that, and you know what, Paul always loves to put in time because even if he hasn't trained in a year, he can still go an hour out there. Sure can. That's how he is. It's, I mean, he wasn't even a cardio guy. You know that? Like uh, he never did cardio. Hmm. His cardio came from how he trained. Like. You know, with the with the with the weights. Okay. Because um, when you don't rest in between sets, that's cardio in and of itself. So, anyways, I don't know why I got to go off onto the Triple H training <laughs> regiment. Hey, it works. I but, mean, look at. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, there was some nice stuff in the match. It was pretty kind of you know, um, formula. But you know, formula is is uh, when formula is done well, it is really well or really really well. Really good. Uh, there was, I will say this, and this doesn't just go for that match. It goes for the whole card. I did notice, like, uh, sometimes on a few things, guys were just a step slow or, like, their reaction was a little slow or they seemed tired out there. And uh, that might have something to do with flying 28 hours and then doing the show. It's an exhausting right away. trip. Yeah. yeah. So uh, whenever I've been to Japan uh, and had to wrestle the first day, it was a, it was just it was the worst. Mm. I mean, it is it's everything feels heavy, like your feet feel heavy, like when you're trying to. It's just it's it's a real struggle, like to get off an airplane and go out there and try to perform at that level. So, um, like if anyone has had noticed any little things out there, like try to cut some slack, you know, because. Um, that that's some serious jet lag. Like when I get back from there, I'm done for like a week. Wow. Yeah, I can barely. I could get out of bed. For Meanwhile, they had raw. Yeah, they had to <laughs> fly back later. to Chicago for that. So, <laughs> yeah. But we can talk more. But uh, you know, it was it what the the match ended, and it was kind of that kind of that typical thing that you've seen Taker and Hunter do and Sean before at WrestleMania. What was the WrestleMania? Was it Miami? They had the Taker Triple H. Yeah, 25 or 26. Yeah, yeah. and then, you know, and Sean was the special referee in the Hell in the Cell. And, they, you yeah, know, at the end, they all were, at the end, they were all celebrating together. Mm-hmm. And so, you mm-hmm. know, then you kind of, you see that again, and it's a feel-good moment, and everyone in the in the venue is like, you know, giving the applause for the, you know, for the respect and everyone, you know, doing their taking their bow at the end, and then boom, they dropped the hammer on him. Yeah, beat the shit out of him. And then on Raw, yeah. D-Generation X is back. 
Yeah, are you ready? Have uh, you booked your ticket to Saudi Arabia, Sean? The fans want to know. No. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I just want to talk about the, you know, the uh, the the. I didn't see all of Raw last night, but okay. I saw key parts of it. Mm-hmm. And that that in ring they did announcing, you know, it's official. Uh, yeah. So they're doing the DX, and uh, they're going to. Uh, go do it in Saudi Arabia and make a lot of money. Well, how do you feel about Shawn Michaels' in-ring return? I think that, you know, he he was sticking to his guns on this whole retirement thing, and, and um, that was all on him. Like, I I would have been, I would have liked to have seen him do it sooner. Hmm. In the same situation, return to face Undertaker and Kane with Triple H, or just return and put up? Put over a young younger talent. I uh, just give let the give the people what they want. They wanted them to come back for a long time, and uh, uh, the only thing. And I respect the hell out of his reasons for not doing it. And I respect the hell out of his reasons for doing it now. I love what he said. Making too. money. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love what he said in the ring. Though it's been eight and a half yeah. years, but this is the time I have to come back. I mean, yeah. th- it was just the whole thing is fun, man. It's really fun. Yeah. So. And they're going to make money. Do you what think do you... this will be the last time, th- this will be the one and only time Sean comes out of retirement? Nope. <laughs> All right. No. Well, actually, I, it depends on how uh, their tag match goes. We'll see. Do you think he'll get, he'll get bitten by that bug again and be like, okay, well, maybe one more and yeah. then one more? Yeah, no. I, okay, see, this is my thoughts on it. Uh, things go well in the tag match. And then, you know, the wheels start spin, spinning in people's hands and um, maybe even a surprise Royal Rumble appear entrance and even a, and, uh, a WrestleMania 35, match. WrestleMania yes. 35. Yeah. It's a big one. I actually, I, and, and this is me speculating. I haven't talked to anyone. I haven't talked to Paul. I haven't talked to Sean. Um, so, like, when I say these things, uh, like, if I had talked to him, I wouldn't be talking to you about this shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, with your yeah. speculation, who do you think you would face at WrestleMania? Oh, it could be so many people. Come on, man. I think AJ. I, it would be I like mean, a dream match sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, that's one. But, <clears throat> see, it wouldn't... Be... Sean still looks incredible. Yeah. He so. looks like he just got off a horse, though. <laughs> well, what did you think of the new DX shirt? A lot of fans it's nice. seem to like this. Yeah, it's DX fine. Shirt. You know, I mean, I'm fond of the old, the the you know, the nostalgic one. But uh, yeah, no, it's fine. You got to make new stuff. Yeah. So uh, fun stuff. I uh, I I see Sean has um, decided to keep on going with the with the with the hair situation. He, yeah, you know, because I mean, he went from the, the the long the ponytail, and you know, then so yeah, so okay, he got it cut that time, right? Remember, like it was tweeted out the picture, mm-hmm. like that person it went viral. Did it. Yeah, but that person did that without Sean's permission. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Sean's not even going to that hairstylist anymore over that. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and. And so now I think he's figuring, eh, you know, I'm not fooling anyone with this. Low maintenance. Yeah. And I and, and the truth mm. is this. Like, I need to be 
getting on board with that too. Like I'm still holding on to this shit and pulling it back in a ponytail and and I actually even had hair plug hair transplants a few years back and they didn't they just didn't work for some unknown reason. Well, I I have a good idea as to why they didn't work, but um uh so yeah. Um Sean never went the hair transplant route. He just was like, "Yeah, I got it." And Okay, now I know. Let me get rid of it. There so you. I'm with the mud. Like, he's got a nice looking head. And it looks good bald. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird seeing. Takes a bit to get yeah. used to. Yeah, I can imagine how I'm going to look when I shave mine. Oh, man. Hold on to it as long as you can. All right. Uh, anyway. All right. So what <laughs> well, else do we have here? Well, oh. We got to talk about Slam Crate. Yes, that's what I. That's right. Mm-hmm. We love Slam yeah. Crate. Fans love Slam Crate. We do love Slam Crate. <laughs> yeah. Before we continue, I wanted to take a minute to thank our friends over at WWE Slam Crate. WWE Slam Crate is a bi-monthly subscription box delivered direct to your door with exclusive WWE collectibles, apparel, and gear only available here. The theme for October's crate is legendary and features WWE legends including Ric Flair, The Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Razor Ramon. All crates include an exclusive high-quality t-shirt and a brand-new Slam Stars figure. Subscribe now by going to lootcrate.com slash xpoc and entering the code xpoc to save 25% off your first subscription. Well, not off your first subscription, off your subscription. The WWE Slam Crate is curated the WWE Slam Crate is a curated collection of one-of-a-kind WWE items at a $60 value for less than 35 bucks a month. You can't lose. Nope. Have you seen any of this stuff? Yeah, I have, yeah. I have the Slam Crate figures that come, and you usually get four figures that then together build a ring and make a yeah. little display. I have the Seth Rollins and the Finn Balor. Sweet. Mm. Yeah. This crate will sell out. So make sure you go to lootcrate.com slash xpoc and enter the code xpoc at lootcrate.com slash xpoc. Boom. <laughs> to save 25% off your subscription and guarantee mm. your spot by the end of this week. Hey, also, oh, okay, I'm not finished with this. Get the best surprises each month from the leader. Celebrate your love of WWE with WWE Slam Crate powered by Loot Crate which offers 16 other awesome crates from gaming to anime to pop culture. Subscribe now by going to lootcrate.com slash xpoc and entering the code xpoc to save 25% off your subscription. Thanks again to our friends over at WWE Slam Crate. Make sure you sign up for yours today. And I just wanted to say uh, in regards to uh, this WWE Slam Crate, uh, to Mac Weldon, and also uh, to Blue Chew. Any of you folks out there, and I really like, I can't tell you how much it helps the show when you uh, support our sponsors. And I'm so grateful when you do that, uh, that when you do, uh, send us your proof of purchase uh, for any of these three sponsors, and I'll send you an autographed picture. There you go. For free. And I'm happy to do it. I'm grateful to do it. So, yeah. Um, it's that's a win-win win in any yeah. situation. Absolutely. 
yeah. you get something from our great sponsors, whether it's clothing, yeah, because like blue honestly, shoe, like a, a, the av- like the stuff. average cut, like the signed eight by ten that Comic Con's like thirty forty bucks of mine, and if you order a freaking blue chew, you get that. I'm sending you that for five bucks. <laughs> Can't beat it. Yeah, so go ahead and do it. Absolutely. You know, should we take a break and come back with Mister Janella? Let's do it. All right. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Joining us right now over the phone is a guy that has blazed his own trail in the wrestling industry and uh, is, to me, when I think of indie wrestling right now and, and like, you know, the, the indie wrestling boom, uh, I feel like this is one of the guys that's kind of, you know, uh, uh, at the forefront of that and, and you know, has never... Has never uh, been associated with WWE or any you know thing like that, and and uh, it's Bad Boy Joey Janela, everyone, yeah. and 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 Joey, um, you know, like as I was just saying before, um, before I announced it was you. Not that they didn't know you were already going to be on the show, but you know, it's I'm I'm really impressed, man. What like because I'll, I'll tell everyone, you and I had a tag match a few years back. It's probably been about five years ago now, huh? Yeah, it's it's probably been about five years. I think we did like three tag matches together. Okay, well, the thing is, is at the time, I wasn't in as good, I mean, I wasn't in the worst place, but I still was climbing up out of the hole, you know? So I wasn't necessarily as into anything as I as I probably should have been at the time, and I apologize for that. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, man, I'm just, like, between, between then... And and now, man, it's incredible to watch your to see the journey you've uh, you've made. Congratulations, man! Uh, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's just uh, back then I was kind of just like a a local guy, you know, had a lot of buzz in the area. Yeah. And, um, I just, I guess, I kind of found ways to get myself buzzing, and um, social media, Twitter, huge part of that. Uh, as soon as I got the the hang of Twitter. You know, yeah. everything started to uh, come together. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, the matches that, the, like, the matches we were in were just regular, you know, like, conventional tag matches. And, and then I see, uh, like, you know, I don't know how long ago that was, but all of a sudden I see you getting, like, powerbombed off this, at the, by Zandig. Yeah. Is that yeah, what yeah, it was? Yeah. yeah, like, that was the first thing I seen, like, okay, crazy shit from Joey Janela. Would you say that that's accurate? That was like the first thing? Big, big. Uh, yeah, I always, I always dabble a little bit of uh, the craziness. But yeah. Nothing, nothing no, that's the craziest, um, you know, that's the craziest you can go. <laughs> you can't get much crazier than that. Well, I mean, I, I, when I, when I initially saw it, Joey, like I questioned what the hell was wrong with you. I'm not going to lie. And, and, but, you know, looking back, I, I understand why you did these things. Like, you know, uh, uh, first of all, there's a lot of people that still want to see that kind of shit. And and number, number two, like like you were saying, to go out there and get and to create a buzz about yourself in, in, in this day and age is really hard with everything going on out there. You're not going to be the best high flyer. You're not going to have the best body. You're not going to, you know, necessarily be the best talker. Like, so, man, it's a bitch to go out there and do that, man. And you've done an amazing job at it, Joey. 
Yeah, it's just this day and age, like the athletes and professional wrestling, even on the indies. Yeah. But uh, when you get to NXT, it's a different level of athlete now. Yeah. It's just very hard. I'm not the, I'm not the most athletic guy. I didn't really play scholastic sports at all. You know. Yeah. Um, it's I kind of just was a a kid who wrestled backyard wrestled on a trampoline and hoped one day I would get an opportunity to wrestle in a, a ring. Yeah. But uh, it's just uh, it's a whole different ball game, and um, you know that the the bump off the roof that definitely elevated because. As soon as I came back from that injury, the thumb injury I suffered from that. You, you injured your thumb on that. Yeah, your I thumb? Had a, the barbed wire <laughs> at the bottom of the the truck had a barbed wire and uh, sliced open my ligaments and tendons in my thumb. They had oh. to reattach my thumb basically. So. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. Now I actually I do remember reading that part but like initially when you say yeah i hurt my thumb on this big three-story fall off of this thing and like it's like man could have been worse yeah <laughs> through light tubes and into the back of a truck filled with barbed wire so but joey yeah, I, do you think that, i didn't want to do it but whatever that wasn't your idea <laughs> no that I, I kept on the guy's andig he's yeah. kind of like a uh urban legend amongst you know independents even more than New Jersey and Philadelphia area now yeah. because the internet and YouTube and stuff. And, uh, he, we, we f- found him on Facebook, but no one believed it was him. Yeah. So I just started calling him out on Facebook and said, you're not going to throw me off a building. And, uh, you know, he decided to come out of retirement to throw me off a building. So, uh, so that's how you talked to him. I talked to him into it. All right. Yep. Yep. That was it. Well, Joey, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, you know, you were talking about the buzz as you as a performer, but one of the things I want to talk about is the buzz of your spring break shows. Yeah. During WrestleMania last year, everybody just kept talking about your show. Are you going to go to the show? Are you going to go to the show? That was the number one thing people were talking about. So what I want to ask you is, did you ever think that your show would be so popular considering that it's going up against so many other shows during WrestleMania weekend? Um, yeah, it's it's just uh the way we were just right place right time um the first one we just um basically we had a slot offered to us at um the WWN um like their little uh the sugar mill shows yeah uh no, 2 years ago in uh, Orlando wherever it, whatever it was but um yeah it's just uh we we got a slot and then uh i was just riding a wave at that time and um you know um, that just made the wave that much bigger. And, uh, yeah, just with the videos and the ideas we came up with for the show, it just, I think it worked because it was completely different from everything else. For sure. was going on that weekend. Man, and I saw, okay, just going back to Orlando, because Ron Funches came to WrestleMania with me um, that year. And uh, and I just remember him going, well, I'm going to go to Joey Janela's spring break tonight. And it was like 30 minutes away from the hotel and, you know, it was like really late at night, and and but it was the thing to do, you know. And I wasn't up to speed on any of it yet. And then, and and you're right, Joey. Like with everything going on WrestleMania week, like okay, yours is so much different. At, like so much of the other stuff just kind of blends together because you know the matches are the same style, and you know, and and you have these concepts in your brain that. uh uh, 
That, it's like a mix yeah. of nostalgia, but yes. with modern taste to it. Yeah, and 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 um, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. Like I looked at some of your ideas on paper, Joey, and I'm like, how in the hell is this not gonna suck? <laughs> like for instance, I told Matt Riddle, I said, I don't care how good you are, you're not good enough to fucking carry Dan Severn to a good match. And sure enough, you guys they they killed. They had a hell of a match, right? Yeah, it was probably one of the best Dan Severn matches ever. Ever, to be honest, I guarantee you, if it was any good, it was the best match. <laughs> and I loved I, Dan's such a nice guy, but like he was a better fighter than he was a pro wrestler. Well, absolutely. Yeah, um, and and that was the great thing about Dan is he brought the credibility with it. But anyways, that's what I'm getting at. And then I saw, uh, I don't know if it was the next year after that, you versus Marty. That was the first year. That was the same show as ah, Riddle okay. and Marty, and I'm talking about Marty Janetti, and 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 Marty's got some you know issues with his ankle and things like that. And I'm, I was trying to picture in my mind how that was going to work. And and when Ron when when Ron got back to the hotel that night, he said that it was great. Yeah, I, I, I kind of had to have Marty on a leash that whole weekend. Uh, yeah. I kind of set him up with a little seminar beforehand yep. and uh, make sure he didn't go out and have have a, a day on the town yeah. and um he was good he was great that show and uh you know I, I somehow in some way my brain works that i'm very good at planning these matches to to uh hide anything that's wrong with marty or marty looked great in that match sure. you know i and people were saying it was one of the best matches of the whole weekend. So, you know, that's, I don't know, that's uh, that's something crazy. So what do you think it is about your brain that comes up with this shit? Like, and, 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 uh, and, and just, it's, it's so, like, I would never even think of some of this stuff. Like, like, well, like James Ellsworth versus Matt Riddle. Or yes. PCO versus yeah, man. Walter. Yeah. And it's all just like this. It's just like kind of off the wall. Like, you know, outside the box stuff like and and you know, like all the other indies are have the same flavor these days, and and yours doesn't. Yeah, it, it was kind. Of, I kind of grew up in New Jersey. You know, NWA Jersey was a big thing. Dennis Corluzzo. Yeah, and his shows were kind of a smorgasbord of uh, different styles at that time. You had Reckless Youth. You had Devin yep. Storm. Yeah, you, you had uh, you know uh, Ace. Was it Simon Diamond, whatever his name was. I think it was Ace Diamond. I don't know. Yeah. Ace Darling, also. All those guys, they were coming up as the top independent names. Plus, you had the guys that Vince was giving them from WWF. They had, like, the names, the, the Drazes and the Headbangers. And, the you know, it was just a, a lot. It was just a bunch of, it was a smorgasbord of uh, a buffet. An all-you-can-eat buffet of yes. professional wrestling, I felt like. Yeah. And, uh. You know, that's what I kind of grew up on. And also, I use, you know, I was a huge indie fan. So I had Jersey All Pro, I had Combat Zone. So all that stuff is kind of just all blends in. And uh, that's what my shows are. It's just, uh, it's just, if I was a teenager and I had a, I had a bunch of money and I was able to book a show, that's what I would book. Well, and you've done really well with getting people like a resurgence in their career with PCO and then discovering someone like Marco Stunt. How does that stuff come about? PCO um, was, uh, he uh, did a show with me in Chicago. And uh, I just so happened, uh, I went outside, had a smoke, 
and like I usually do, and I walked back <laughs> in the door by the curtain, and I peeked out to see what was going on. And as I was peeking out, PCO was doing a tope suicide dive to the outside. I said, "What? What is going on here?" And he did a Frankensteiner, then he did a moonsault, and then I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is pretty surreal." So that night, as soon as he walked back to the locker room, I booked him for uh, spring break two on the spot. He was the first one uh, next to Walter. Oh yeah. Book. So, so that, who that are was of- uh, that just all the uh, pieces of the puzzle fell into place there, and I knew what what was going to happen at spring break with uh, him and Walter and. Uh, it actually exceeded everyone's expectations. So who are some of the legends that you've worked with that you would have considered your favorite? Uh, I like Marty. Marty's cool as much as, um, you know, his uh, personal demons gets in the way of his whole career, actually, in fact. Yeah. I like Marty. He's a good guy. Um, I like to work with him. I worked with him twice. Um and I've worked with Scott Norton a few times. He was great. People said uh, it would be hard to get a good match out of him. I got a few good matches out of him, um, which is pretty wild. Um, just uh, I've worked with Sasuke was great. I've worked with um, Jinsei Zazaki was great. Ultimo Dragon was great. I've got to work with all those guys this year. Um, man, I've this the last couple of years I've worked with some strange strange uh strange list of names so and you've also like you know um i think it might have been uh when i saw you at pwg i think that was your debut there wasn't it uh yeah yeah, yeah man. last year yeah and you went out there in a totally different Sammy Gravara, right? yeah in a different environment and crushed it and 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 the people fell in love with you you know so it's like you can go and you could do that particular stuff you know, crazy stuff with, you know, with these guys. And then you can, you know, um, you can come to PWG and go out there and, and crush it in that environment, man. I'm like, seriously, I'm not just saying this because you take the time to be on the show, Joey. I'm really, like, impressed with what you've been doing, man. Really big time. I think it's just mainly connection with the fans and uh, not being, like, not being a prick, uh, you know. A lot of the indie guys, I don't know, they get a certain, they get to a certain point. It's not as bad as it used to be, but, you know, they, uh, you know, I just have a certain connection with them and I'm friendly with them. And if they message me online, I I, I will talk to them. And uh, Matt Riddle's the same way. Matt Riddle's the same exact way. He, he hangs out with the fans. I think he'd much rather hang out with the fans than hang out with the boys. And, uh, you know, some people are like that. I know there's, I know when you were in, WWE and uh, there was guys like that, you know. Sure, I, I heard Owen Hart. He liked the, you know, he was always hanging out with the fans. That was to know? save money, Joey. That was because <laughs> oh, okay. Owen was a cheapskate, and well, not a cheapskate, oh. but like I'm being, I'm just because we used to give him shit about it, but like <laughs> he wanted to bring his money home and put it in the bank, and so he wasn't <laughs> afraid to sacrifice on the road and 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 go, you know, travel with. The, the fans and I, I did it a few times with them too and he would he would amuse himself Joey not to go off on a side street here talking about Owen but he would amuse himself by ribbing these guys when they would when he would you know when they would drive us around some of I have some great stories about that but yeah uh, it is nice when you have that connection with the people because they know when it's real and when it's fake you know and obviously it's real in your case 
And uh, and also, like I think part of it is in PWG, you went out there and you left it all in the ring, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, and just you went above and beyond, and 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 in a place where everyone does, and it, and it stood out even there. I think uh, I now that like in the last year there was yeah. a lot of like fans questioning me that weren't really familiar. They were just kind of familiar with me falling off a building and they sure. thought I was some kind of deathmatch wrestler, yeah. hardcore wrestler, even though I've only done about three or four of those matches in my, in 13 years. But people always are going to associate you with that, that um, stunt that went viral. But yeah. uh, also with Evolve and Gabe and stuff, I, I came in there and fans were, you know, questioning uh, me there. And uh, I, I, had a couple months before I got hurt. I'd been wrestling there a couple months and I haven't used a chair or anything there yet and killed it every show. And, uh, you know, I kind of just leave it all out there and just, um, you know, that's it. In just, your, uh, and somehow, you know what people want and what they're going to, and, and see, that was a, that's a gift I always had Joey as, as being able to predict what people are going to react to when they're going to react to it different really neat different ideas on how to go in and out of things and all of those are are huge because it makes it different you know yeah like i said i'm not i'm not the best athlete so sometimes oh. you know i i smoke i smoke nearly a pack a day of cigarettes and that's <laughs> the truth isn't that and somehow i have the cardio to go in there with anybody any wrestler right yeah. now in the world and have a great match and uh you know yeah, well, that says something. I don't have the best cardio. <laughs> yeah, but we none of us none of us are going to be the best at like you know what I mean. There's very few that are going to be the top of the game at, at any one thing. So it's it's got to be a combination of things. And and honestly, the main thing <clears throat> after the talent and the, and the good attitude is is it's just putting in the hard work, which you're doing. And uh, and uh, oh shit, I wanted to bring up. Uh, the um, LA Confidential show coming up? Well, not that. We can talk okay. about that in a little bit, but all in and your match oh, yeah. and your match with um, the hangman. With the hangman, yeah, Adam Page. Yeah, they right after I wanted to get my spring break show out of the way this year. And yeah. uh, after Mania Weekend was over, I had like nine shows that weekend. I just wanted to get that out of the way. I hit up uh, Matt Jackson on Twitter and uh, you know, the, the all in show just got announced and I said, Hey, where can I send my VHS and my eight by 10 pitcher to get on this show. And he, he just responded, Oh, uh, you're booked. Nice. <laughs> Let me talk to the boy. That was it. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. And, uh, which was pretty awesome because, uh, you know, those guys are at the forefront of, you know, something huge. And sure. uh, for me to be a part of that was, was just fucking crazy. But, yeah, well, it makes sense though, because you're also one of the guys that's helped pushing the, uh, the independent wrestling, uh, to the, to the forefront of people's minds, you know? So yeah. it makes perfectly good sense to me. Yeah, I'm just I just try to be humble because when I was younger <laughs> I just uh was a little prick. So uh, now I'm I'm definitely getting to where I'm at right now with the minimal training I started with is is very humbling. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I still could be a little prick, but not as bad as I used to be, but just all in was just it was just great and uh, a bunch of ideas got shuffled around. And uh, it ended up with me and Adam Page, and I couldn't have uh, thanked them for a better opponent that day. And and uh, 
What what what? Why did they make it a street fight? I'm just curious, just so you like so you could, um, because I I mean I don't. Uh, uh, because I guess I'm known for the the uh-huh. craziness. Yeah. Also, they have uh they also got this Cracker Barrel, um, uh, and they yes. wanted to see what they can do with it. So they just it was supposed to be the Cracker Barrel street fight. That's yeah. what they pitched to me. It was supposed to be like a Cracker Barrel sponsored street fight. So I think they just were looking for a way to get the Cracker Barrel in sure. to the show and just turn the whole match into a street fight. And I guess it worked out because. You know, we we definitely gave the fans a spectacle. Oh, for sure. And and tell me how like how talk about your experience, man. Like, was that the was that the biggest crowd you ever worked in front of? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was like twelve thousand people. Yeah. I worked in in front of six thousand in Mexico, but uh, this this by far, um, this is the biggest crowd. This is a this is a large scale event. It was uh, and it was massive. I had. You know, it's just crazy being out there for that. And when you and when you come out and and you make your entrance and everyone in the building knows who you are, it's a wonderful feeling, man. Like it's not like okay, I'm just debuting here and like okay, I'm on this big show, but I'm just happy. You know, uh, they don't really know who I am, and I got to go out here and like. I mean, they were they were anticipating seeing you. You were one of the people they anticipate, like they were looking forward to seeing. And that's got to feel really good, man. Yeah, especially against one of their guys. Yeah. You know, Adam Page is one of their guys. Yeah. And, of course, he's going to, you know, going into the match, he's going to be the, the the favorite amongst the yeah. fans. Yeah. That's, a lot of those fans don't even watch wrestling, some of those fans. They just watch the Being, be, being sure. the Elite YouTube show. That's how big it is. It's just, uh, but it was definitely crazy going out there and, you know, getting the response I did. And um, I'm I'm grateful for it. And I and your um, and your lovely lady Penelope Penelope Ford. Uh, what I mean, she she really shined big time uh, in the and you know out there with you in that and uh, and um, I, I love the package you you two together, man. It, it's 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 really cool. And and Joey, also, man, I really like the the look and everything that you've cultivated for yourself and the whole persona, man. Talk about that a little bit. Um, it was just kind of, I uh, just getting, you know, into the swing of things. Uh, my booking started picking up in like 2012, not yeah. as much as they did in the last couple of years, but on a, on a larger scale than what I was used to. And, uh, you know, I was always thinking of, I was always coming up with these gimmicks. Like I was a zebra kid, but that didn't make any sense. Right. And I was looking for a hook. <laughs> I was looking for something and somewhere amongst there, I started you know, coming out with the leather jacket and coming out with sunglasses and, you know, just thinking of different ways, you know, to make myself stand out. And as corny and hokey as the name sounds, the bad boy, you know, make that work. And that was actually just a a joke on social media on Facebook. I said I was on the beach. I said I was on the beach and all the girls were looking at me whistling going, who's this bad boy? And then, uh, Rhett Titus from Ring of Honor thought it was the funniest thing ever. And, uh, started showing it to all the boys in the Ring of Honor locker room, like, oh, this is hilarious, and they all thought it was funny. They were messaging me about it, calling me the bad boy, and then I was hanging out with him, traveling with him, and, uh, yeah, we'd go into a convenience store, he would go, you know who this is? This is the bad, bad boy. Yeah. So that's how it came up. It was basically all Red Titus, basically Red Titus's idea, so 
Was there was there was it like from the get go? Was there like the thought of it being a retro type of a feel to it? Because that's the that's how what I see when I when I see you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, when you have a name like the Bad Boy, it's kind of you know, it's kind of if you if you didn't know who I was, and you said this guy's the Bad Boy, yeah. you would say oh, that's hokey. You know, yeah, and it's only of, natural the bad boy would smoke cigarettes. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I'm just totally. saying, man. Yeah. Like it, it works for you. It's be, and, I quit for a year, and it wasn't the same. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't the same. Well, I want to know when you worked at PWG. William Regal was there both times. What was his advice oh, that yeah. he gave to you, and what did he talk to you about after your matches in your debut, and then most recently at the this last bolo? Both advice, both times, it was pretty similar. Um, it was stop doing the crazy shit, stop falling on your head. Um, he goes, would I change anything you did out there? No, <laughs> because the fans love you, but yeah. stop doing this. You have different routes to get over. Why do you continue to do this craziness? Which I didn't think my match this year with David Starr was as crazy as my match with Sammy Guevara, but there was moments in there that were pretty wild. I, you know, but uh, yeah, that's that's his advice to me every time. It's how do you feel you about that? How do you feel about that that advice? Yeah, I I hundred percent agree with him with uh-huh. the knowledge of concussions and uh, how they can fuck up somebody's life. Um, and uh, you know, it's just uh, you know I gotten this far thirteen years without serious injury. Yeah, so. I kind of I feel like I I'm at a point that I know how to protect myself pretty well. Um, if I can walk around, if if I showed you a ten minute compilation of all the stunts I did, you would think I was six feet under in a grave. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I'm sorry. Finish just, I think I know how to protect myself. It's kind of like a stuntman mentality. You know, sure. those guys do some crazy stunts and they know how to protect themselves, and I know how to protect myself pretty well. I mean, we do the best we can, and and. Uh... And I, I, I say this sometimes uh, when talking about the risks I've taken in my career coming up, and I say that every risk I took was necessary to get where I wanted to be. Uh, it might have been dangerous, and some of them, might, like you know, like at face value, before you do it, might not seem like the risk is worth it. But like in the end, um, I needed to do those things to get noticed. And and so I totally understand and I and I totally get where you're coming from on that. And it doesn't mean he's wrong. Cuz he's actually oh, he's actually not. completely 100% right, but sometimes we have to go against conventional wisdom to get where uh, to get where we want to go and get the things that we want in life. Yeah, it's just uh I got uh, and I got hurt on the, the I got hurt on a dive to the outside, a crossbody I've done over a yeah. hundred times. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that next because I mean, you know, when you tweeted that, I and I and I looked at that clip, man, it was brutal. But then I saw the uh, the prognosis that you you know that you teased everyone with, like oh, there was like a a CD or something you tweeted out. Oh, the here's this the, is what the doctor sent yeah, me home with. Made everyone wait for it, and then like, oh my god. Well, tell tell us about the actual like injury and 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 you know. Um, yeah, it was just a freak accident. I went for a crossbody on the outside. Yeah, to psychosis. The original psychosis. Nicho. Nicho. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't. He wasn't. You know, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't my fault. Um, 
the way I usually, if I come down like that, I usually land on my feet, but that floor was very slippery. Yeah. So I didn't stick my landing as good um, as I should have. And, um, yeah, my leg just bent in a way a human leg shouldn't bend in. And uh, I tore my PCL. I tore my MCL. And the PCL injury is, the doctor said, is one of the worst ones he's ever seen because it's peeled off both bones. It's not just peeled off one bone. So that's what's making it so severe. And I have a bone break, and I have a few other tears and an ACL sprain, and my meniscus now might be torn too wow. as well. So, so that might be another thing on there. And you have, a, you have surgery coming up next week, right? Yeah, I was supposed to have surgery tomorrow, and they rescheduled it for next Tuesday. So, so. I mean, what is that going to be, a total knee replacement? How is that working? What is that? Not a knee replacement. They just got to reconstruct the, the knee. I uh-huh. don't know if they're going to put cadaver um, tendons in there. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to let them do what they got to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful right now because I have some kind of bogus medical insurance in New Jersey that it's not it's bogus. Covered. It's 100% it's covered. legit, <laughs> Joey, just in case anyone's listening. After that no, dive, did you know, like, on the spot, like, oh, my God, I definitely hurt my knee? What was the reaction? What did you notice when it all happened? Oh, uh, when it happened, I knew it was done. Was there, like, a pop or anything, or how did that work? There was no pop because it wasn't the ACL. When you tear your ACL, there's a pop. Um, the other tendons, there's no, there's no pop. Um, but I knew my leg. I thought I dislocated my knee because my leg went completely numb, and it was just kind of, like, loose and hanging there. But then, like, it, like, it went back in. And maybe it dislocated it a little bit, because it felt like a dislocation. Um, and I knew I was, as soon as I, I knew I was done, I knew my knee was blown out. I knew I would be injured for a while. Because as soon as the, right after the match was over, I still managed to get through the match, the last spot that uh-huh. we had planned. Um, we had to take it home and uh, still managed to get through with a, a flying. It looked like a flying karate kick. It was supposed to be a super kick, but I knew I got on the mic afterwards, told the fans the situation. I told them that I blew out my knee and I would be gone for a while. So I automatically knew. Everyone else was trying to be optimistic, saying, yeah. no, it's probably not that bad, but I, I, I knew at that time that it was, uh, the worst injury I ever suffered. It's one of the worst I've ever seen when it comes to like, you know, actually seeing somebody blow their knee out. Like, I mean, I got, I got almost ill while looking at that, Joey. And when you were just talking about it now, I've, I just caught myself squirming under the table. Like, I mean, that's how, cause I mean, I've had knee, like I have a, I don't have an ACL right now because of some shit I happened that happened. I never had a chance to get fixed, but, um, so yeah, man. Oh, and then, and then, so Joey, uh, how many bookings did you have to cancel? Man, it's it's a rough one. How far were, a, how far ahead in advance were you booked out? So many a weekend, but I oh, don't. Shit. That's certain bookings. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't book too far in advance because I always fill up my calendar no matter what. Yeah. I always book a couple months in advance, but. Uh, I missed out on Australia tour in November. I missed out on uh, I missed out on um, Germany tour and Europe and England in March. Um, I missed out on a few other big opportunities that were coming up in the next couple of weeks that no one really yeah. knew about. Um, I missed out on a lot of stuff. 
Um, but it is what it is. And you so know, I can't. And so when I, uh, whenever I've had serious injuries in, in my career, Joey, uh, I, I use that time away to uh, to do a lot of thinking and and thinking about uh, what I can do to uh, up my game. And so I always became back. I think a better a better uh, performer, uh, even if I became a little bit more limited for whatever you know for neck neck issues or whatever. Uh, like I was better when I came back. You know, once I got through the gun shy of you know making sure everything was okay in there, like I was actually I was never really gun shy, but uh, but so I'm a like I can only imagine Joey like after you after this happens and you're sitting there like with just in your own head like what do I do now like um, you know uh, you know um, I'm a pro wrestler what do I do to pay the bills um, a lot of these things man they go through our minds when we get hurt so can you talk about that at all. Yeah, it's just I never really dealt like any. I never dealt with anything like this um, when I was hurt with the thumb thing. That was yeah. three months, but I had a jo- I had another job at that time. I was working at delivering pizzas, so oh, wow, yeah. I always had that. That was where my money came from. I wasn't making money wrestling yet, so you know, there's different outlets with social media. You know, T-shirts. You know, if anything I put up on Twitter, I I, I will sell. Yeah, and uh, because I have that connection with the fans, uh, many fans asked me about starting a. They wanted to start a GoFund for me, and I told them not to bother because my medical, uh, my surgery is covered. Yeah, um, I don't know how rehab is yet. I don't know if rehab is going to be covered, but uh, it's really, you know, everything's covered. I, I'm not. I'm not a charity. I don't donate your money somewhere else, please well, donate uh... your money to someone that needs it because uh, I'll find ways to make money no matter what. I was just going to say I have an idea. Uh, like Instead of donating that money to a GoFundMe page, they can go to your pro wrestling tea store, buy a t-shirt, buy some of your merchandise, you know, any, anything like that to, you know, help, you know, make ends. Yeah, they definitely have been. I've been uploading a lot more stuff on there recently because I'm hurt. But also I'm going to start my own separate store with different stuff and, uh, you know, my designs and then uh, other ideas I have for wrestling t-shirt parodies and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I feel like if I open up my own store next to the pro wrestling tees with different designs, I can also make income that way. uh, It hasn't been bad so far. I've, I've made some money since I've been gone. That's good. And, and I, I can't, I can't imagine why, um, somebody can't put your creativity to use while you're out, you know, hurt. Uh, you're a brilliant guy, Joey, and, and like somebody could really use your brains uh, to help, you know, help them with things. And, you know, I would put that out there right now to anyone that's listening, you know, that maybe they, you know, uh, might want to consider that. Hire you for consultation. Something, you know, anything. <laughs> and, and just, um, or just for your, just to run ideas by you or, you know, I mean, or you know, ask you to, you know, give them ideas. I mean, I I just all I'm saying is in in 2018 and like there's other there's more than one way to make re- uh, money in wrestling and you know, and people love you so I can imagine them wanting to support you in whatever you do. So yeah, I I, I would love to do that. Promoters are just cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Things they never are, change. Man. But it's that. But uh, yeah, I kind of. I would like doing that. I don't want to make any appearances or anything. I don't. 
I know Gabe maybe wanted me to come out of a wheelchair or something and do a Brian Pillman deal, but I just, uh, I just, uh, I want to disappear. If I'm hurt, I want to yeah. disappear and make my return as big as it could be. Yeah. Uh, I want to come back in great shape. I want to come back with a different mentality, different yeah. look. Uh, I want to disappear. You know, I'm not going to disappear from social media because I'm obviously uh, addicted to it, but, um, yeah, I want to come back. I want to disappear for a little bit and come back a different person and uh, make my uh, star in this business um, uh, a lot bigger than it is right now. Almost seeing it as a reinvention. Oh, absolutely. It's just uh, it's the same thing. Uh, a lot of these guys, they get hurt on the Indies, and then they're just scrambling for money. I have different ideas how I can make money, but... Uh, you know, it's when a guy goes away on TV and the WWE, they get hurt and then they come back and they become become a massive, massive star. Depending on how they're booked, but it's just uh, it's usually how it works out. And uh, you know, I my return is going to be very, very big, and it's going to you know make me a lot of money. Well, you say you want to disappear. Are you going to be at the LA Confidential show that Game Changer Wrestling is doing on uh, on November sixteenth? Well, I'm basically booking it, so I have to be at that one. So I'll be there. I'll take the, I'll take the trip out to LA. Probably stay out there for a few days and, uh, you know, enjoy myself. So, prior to your knee injury, did you already have an opponent in mind for that show? Uh, yeah, I was supposed to wrestle. Uh, I'll spoil it right here. I was supposed to wrestle Jeff Jarrett. What? Oh, wow. all, yeah, yeah, Double J versus Double J. It was all set up. Hey, can we talk about um, you reaching out to me and want me to do one, two, three, kid? I want you to do it. I, 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 that was another idea I had. Yeah, and and I and I'm really flattered by that, Joey, and it, and, it, and I'm honored by it. it. Just like I explained to you why, like I I don't do it anymore, and 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 even just the fact that like I I just didn't feel confident in in uh, singles competition right now. <laughs> I feel like if I can if I can carry a mangled Marty Janetti. You're in great shape, Sean. I can, we can definitely have a good match. I, that's just my opinion. Well, I mean, I I get that, Joey. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have to be like, I have to feel good about myself. Like, I I can't feel like I'm being carried to a, a good match, man. You know, I'm gone for a year. I'm gone for a year. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll revisit. You got a year. You got a year. I it won't be one, two, three, kid, but we can revisit the idea. So we got That's Bob Holly sure. versus Brody King announced for this show. Any other match? Oh, I know Amazing Red's going to be there. Nick Gage is going to be there. Any other matches you want to give us a little exclusive? Uh, great, great Sasuke is going to be on the show. We're oh, bringing wow. him back because he's just an awesome dude. Um, and uh, you know, I think uh, I think um, you know we're still working on things. You know, our shows aren't just booked on paper. We're booking it right now as the the time goes by. That's how all of our shows have been. We have a little group chat. Um, it was me, Brett Lauderdale, Danny DeMonto, and John Carlo uh, Didimo, the guy who does my videos, a producer. He's, he's a genius, but he's no longer with us. He's not dead. He's just somewhere else that he can't really uh, partake in independent activities anymore. So, uh-huh. Oh, shit. So, so uh, we're kind of uh, at a loss right now with him <laughs> because he kind of added that much more buzz to our shows so but um yeah he's uh he's gonna be making money now so good for him 
Now, I know this is jumping too far ahead, but I know, obviously, planning for a show that's taking place during WrestleMania weekend. Are you already planning, kind of thinking of ideas for the spring break show? Any Maybe any differences from your past shows to this one? Yeah, uh, the past two shows were at midnight. Uh, this, this year, since we're in New Jersey, which is my home state, and GCW's home state, we were going at 8 p.m. bell time, um, which could... is definitely will help us but now there's other shows that are popping up at that 8 p.m time slot that i don't know they they kind of have the same similar feel to a joey janela spring break so we'll see what it is i think everyone's going to do well i think there's 70,000 wrestling fans in the area so there's no reason that Everyone shouldn't do good if they do good promoting. Yeah, that's the thing that I noticed last year is that there were so many different types of show. Like I mentioned earlier, the Sugar Mill had like dozens of show that weekend or however many. And every show was packed to the fullest, you know. So I feel that that's the, the good Not thing about wrestling. Not every show. TDW drew like 15 people. But. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> that, Most of them. Is that true? Yeah, they drew like 100 people. Uh, like it wasn't. But that's when you don't use your creative juices on the biggest weekend of the year. So that's what happens. But it gives fans options, at least, different types of things that they're interested in or different types of wrestling that they want to see. And I think that's the cool thing is to offer all of these different types of things that you may not be able to see regularly wherever you're coming from or wherever you live normally. Yeah. Last year wasn't bad as far as because every show there was like a show competing with the show. This year there's five shows competing with each other. Because New Jersey and New York City, it's such a clusterfuck of independent wrestling. It's just, uh, yeah, this year is going to be a complete, the the bubble might burst this year. It might be a complete clusterfuck when it comes to WrestleMania weekend. Wow. Yeah, because there's so many bad indie wrestling companies just planning shows this year. And people are really trying to push the envelope this year with uh, this WrestleMania weekend thing, so... I don't know. This year is going to be interesting. Is it more complicated in terms of venue placing? Like, is it harder to get? Because I know different cities, whenever WrestleMania is at some some cities, it's easier to go from show to show to show. But I've never been to WrestleMania weekend in New York. So it, does it work along that the same route? Or is it more difficult to get from event to event? Uh, this year, it's going to be hard um, because New York City, um, it's subway system's not that hard. It, it'd be hard to navigate yourself around. That won't be too bad. Um, but everything, we're, we're, I think we're going to have spring break in Jersey City this year because uh, it's about a 30-minute train ride right outside of Manhattan. Very easy to get to. Yep. So um, we're going to try to do that. But everything has to be next to mass transportation, train station or bus station. Uh, and more train station because uh, – but everything has to be well thought out this year because – if you're going to go see Gabe's WWN Super Show, whatever it is, in um, Queens at 4 o'clock, spring break is right after, you're going to have to think of a way to get to New Jersey as fast as possible. So it's going to be very, it's going to, it's going to be a clusterfuck. <laughs> that's, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, well, I mean, Not it's... Not the good Joey Janola kind. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone, <clears throat> excuse me. Everyone wants a piece of that WrestleMania weekend action now, like... I, you know, I to me, I, like it's gonna get to the point, and I think it might, like I think it might be kind of what you were talking about—the bubble bursting. But like, if you're not, are if you haven't already staked out your claim 
like traditionally at WrestleMania weekend, like you've done now, like I think like it's going to get to the point where you might as well not even try. Yeah, uh, people, but you know, it's professional wrestling. People don't learn. So. Sure, they yeah. lose money on uh, a regular September show. Why not lose a lot of money in uh, in in April? So, yeah. hey, so same shit, different day. Well, before we let you go, I have two questions. One, I want to know your thoughts on Penelope Ford facing Jazz at the NWA 70th show coming up. Yeah, um, that's big for her. You know, that's really big. Um, you know, uh, Lagana hit me up and uh, he wanted to make the match happen. I was also booked on that show as well. Oh, uh, who are you supposed to face? But I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in the North. Maybe in the national title uh, tournament. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be that uh, tournament deal. Yeah. I didn't know who I was going to wrestle, but uh, yeah, we were just uh, working everything out, all the kinks, and he wanted a uh, good-looking girl to wrestle Jazz and. Uh, She's athletic, and Jazz will probably um, look like she, she, she a murder scene. But I hope she squeaks one out, <laughs> she's she squeaks one out and, uh, and uh, you know wins that belt because that would be big for everyone. And then the other question I want to know: How cool is it for you to finally have an action figure with Figures Toy Company? Yeah, that's pretty sick. And they put in a lot of work into this figure. Uh, some of those figures, I don't know, they're a little a little funny sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I said it, but my figure looks amazing. It looks just like me. So those guys are the best. And do you know when it's available and where people can get them to support you? While uh, you're they're going to be able to get them on the Internet, but uh, I don't know when. I know they're trying to push it out now because of the response they got. for Because I posted the blueprint photos and whatnot. So they got a crazy response, so they're trying to push it out as soon as possible now. So, uh, yeah, probably in the next, probably hopefully around Christmas time, I'll be like the Turbo Man <laughs> this year for nice. the children. That'll be awesome. So, hey, Joey, um, before we wrap it up, I just wanted to um, uh, let you like tell everyone where they can go and support you right now as far as you know, pro wrestling tees and anything else like that. Uh Pro Wrestling Tees, the bad boy Joey Janela, I think that's the handle. I'm not good at this stuff. But if you look but if you look at the Pro Wrestling Tees top sellers, I'm right there next to Andre the Giant. Nice. Right above Chris Jericho. See? Yeah, yeah. well you have a nice selection that's of shirts. That's maybe a little dick bag. That's all right. <laughs> it's all right to be like that. You're the bad boy. And uh and like you have a nice selection of shirts, fresh new shirts coming out and so like, you know, uh I need to do that too. Anyways, so yeah, Joey, look, man, I'm I'm grateful that you took the time to come on today, man. I'm really uh, I'm really so sorry uh, uh, about the the knee injury, man. That kind of shit, you know. We go through that. Um, well, some of us get to make it through without having to go through shit that bad, but man, um, I just I I hope you keep a a positive attitude, and man, you'll get through this, and uh, you'll come back better. I. I I can, I, I like, I can tell. Uh, you already got, you know, kind of a game plan in your head. You know, talking about yep. getting shape and uh, maybe even switching brands of cigarettes. Yeah, maybe, maybe menthol. Now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, but um, man, I look forward to. Uh, well, I'm, hopefully, I get to see you when you're out here, um, uh, Survivor Series weekend. 
and uh, but really, I'm looking forward to seeing what the uh, the new version of Joey Janela looks like when you come back from this, man. Yeah, I'm already thinking of a, a game plan. You know, it's uh, full speed ahead. I just need to get the surgery done with yeah. now. So right now I can walk around pretty good. If you see me walking around the streets, you see me walking around with a slight limp, and you wouldn't even think I was that injured. But yeah. you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long time that I can relearn how to walk. They said after this injury, mm. it's gonna take a couple months. Are you in a lot uh, of? Are you in? How's the pain level right now for you? Uh, not bad. Okay. There's really no pain. When you get when I sleep at night, I sleep without a brace, so I move around. So yeah, it, it, when you wake up, it's a little sore. And sometimes when you lift your leg in a certain position, it feels like it's falling off. But besides that, it's it's pretty good, actually. I can yeah. actually probably jog down the street right now. Holy so. shit, don't do that. Anyway. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> hey, Joey, thank you so much for coming on, man. And uh, I, I look forward to seeing you when you get out here to L.A. in a little bit. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate you having me on. All right, man. Good night, Joey Janelle, everyone. Yeah, the bad boy. Thank yeah. you so much. So. That was awesome. Anyway, he's like, might as well wrap this up and get the hell out of here. Yeah, follow Sean on Twitter at the Real XPOC. We are so close to a thousand subscribers, guys. Go on YouTube, subscribe to XPOC12360 on YouTube. Uh, if you want to buy anything from any of our sponsors, Blue Chew, Mac Weldon, or Slam Crate, Sean will send you a signed 8x10. Just send us your proof of purchase with a screenshot or a picture. Um, also, we're going to do a pin giveaway. Do you want to talk about this, Denise? Yeah, so really cool. If you guys want to take a picture of either you guys watching the podcast or a screenshot of you listening to the podcast, whatever it is, either on Instagram or on Twitter, reach out to us at XPOC12360. You guys know the handles. Use the hashtag XPOC12360. The first 25 people, want to yeah. do 25, the first 25 people who do so will be receiving an XPOC12360 pin. So make sure to get that. Tag us. Use the hashtag. Do whatever you get to do to get noticed so that you can get your pin definitely cool and sean has an upcoming show in saga illinois uh friday october 19th for glory pro tickets at ticket web you'll be there with scott norton and buff bagwell yes oh yeah oh shit one more thing and i should have talked about this before i will be at uh i'll be at alamo city comic-con coming up at the end of the month that's in end of october i think it's 26 27 28 but don't uh quote me on that and then uh the following week i'll be at uh in Providence at the Rhode Island Comic Con, appearing with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Awesome. We'll be sure to tweet those out on Sean's social media. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm not sure who the guest is next week, but I'll see you right here next week on Xbox One Two Three Sixty After Buzz TV, Westwood One, and the Jericho Network. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXbox and email us at xbox1236show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>